question for Danica today. Danica, if you could create a national day of some sort, like a National Women's Day, a national day of something, what would you attribute it to? A national day of arts and culture. So like just a day for everybody to show up with their weird passion or creative hobby or talent and display it in the streets everyone would have little street parties there'd be like a big festival in the city and there'd be little hubs if you're interested in whatever building online stuff or being a graffiti artist online stuff yeah little hubs like people get together at like a warehouse and have like a little Online gaming convention. Oh, we'll be watching Mythic Quest. That's all I think. <laughs> Clearly. Or, like, <laughs> or people who are painters or people who are hand crafters, weavers, stuff like that. Everybody comes down the streets. People dance. People play music. It's like a big nationwide festival. I can see this working, but not with that title. National. I tried to make it very official and governmental. National Day. National. I, national. I, arts. I was like, arts. And I feel like not. that's not enough. So I was like, dot, 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 and culture. Or Question mark? Even if you went with vague? arts and culture or arts and crafts, makes it NAC. Arts and crafts. And AAC. You got you always got to think of the acronym. Acronym. Here, right? You're so right. Like, and I love NAC. Let's fucking go to NAC tomorrow. It's National like no one's going to go. Arts and crafts. No, it's terrible. It, it wouldn't work. No, what? No. It definitely no NAC is. It just sounds like a you know a policeman or something. A NARC. But it also like, sounds pretty bogan. It also sounds like. Something that, you know, seriously neo-Nazi right-wing people would throw, would have homicides at. So I w- I, I'm not attending NARC uh, personally, but I do the support the idea. The NAAC. NAAC. Oh, if you put it in letters and singular You know what I'm saying? Letters. It's very governmental and official. NAAC. But now it sounds but the Bogans like, call it NARC. But now it sounds like it regulates uh, Thai food. The NAAC. <laughs> National Agriculture and... National Asian Agriculture um, Cuisines. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, see. I'm not. I'm not subscribing to this. I will not be attending NARC. Um, but when you do give your speech and zero people show up, just make sure you're aware that uh, I said first. That Look, I, I thought attend. the National Day of Arts and Crafts. Was a great idea. Okay, well, look, let me tell you what I'd make a national day. And thanks so much for asking, you amazing co-host. Uh, I'm thinking that there's not enough attention on the butthole of the world. So I think there should be a national farting day, where if you're in the office and you walk past Greg and you fart, there's a day where you can actually enjoy each other and praise each other and actually celebrate this beautiful bodily, natural bodily function. There's not enough appreciation of the beautiful gas that comes out people's rectums so yeah i would go national fart day but unfortunately nfd sounds like nft right and those have come and gone pretty terribly just like the same way farts do so really what i'm trying to say is it's not going to work look it's not going to work because you've reduced the glory of what buttholes can do down to only farting when there's so many other ways that people like to use buttholes not so in the you're, you're 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 pulling you're pulling it all into a niche, and why nice why pun. would you create a holiday only for office people when you could create a holiday for the whole nation? So what would you do? The to, butt pluggers, the, the colonic lovers, the buffing f- fanatics. But they have their day. They have they have they have their month. And it would be called National Ass Day. Nad. Yeah. I can see that catching on in America. I'm telling you, National Ass Day, just everything asses. And like the girls who are really promiscuous. Nyad. 
the girls who are really promiscuous will have to wear super short skirts and in the windy in really windy I, I know, weather. but there would be every every year there'd be the debut of the new booty t- uh, workout tights. You know the booty tights. Um, <laughs> and, and like well, I, I, I've always wanted to design a pair of these tights because I just reckon there's so many different creative ways to accentuate the booty. Like they're using mesh <laughs> on the legs, but not on the cheeks. Right. So you put like cheeky mesh. Or you put like Cheeky neon mesh, neon yeah. stripes, arrows, big arrows moving up the legs. How about how about LED beauty. lights encircling L- the buzz cheeks? Encircling, cheese. that is brilliant, <laughs> and, and you make them super thin. So you know what I'm saying? It, it's how do we bring more attention to the ass? And you know what? Half the population will really appreciate this, and then I'm sure a bunch of girls will get really offended that people are looking at their ass when there are bright LED lights of the nature of a cyclist at night flashing them on the street and you're not going to know there's someone walking there but you're going to see two big ass cheeks bouncing up and down with big red lights around them and you won't know you will know that's not a cyclist i guess again what i'm trying to say is you're probably onto something here thanks how do we how do we uh, i've always wondered this myself like what is with this appeal to sort of scrunch the tight up and then sew it that way so that it actually Again, to use this word, encircles the ass. And I also learned that to make your ass look really good in any kind of tie, especially a booty tie, you you pull it right up into your bits and pieces. What does that do besides you get tied into the crevices? Uh, It gives you that as well, but it just lifts the bum. If you've got a thick enough material, it just lifts everything up. So instead of sagging down, it lifts it up and out. So it's like and it defines it more. So right. so because I saw this on like a really cool fitness influencers page. She makes funny videos, and she said um, the secret to whatever the perfect booty in workout tights is just giving yourself a really big camel toe. Right. Yeah. So essentially, it's like two massive polyester hands holding your ass in an elevated manner for you whilst you work out. It's a little bit... Um, Does it kind of feel like that? Yeah. A little bit of that and a little bit of Mac in... Um, it's always sunny, lifting up D. Lifting D up by yeah, the Yeah, grabbing her by the pussy. Yeah, yeah. I, I get that reference. Yeah. But you know, no one else who listens to this is going to get that I reference. I don't care. You're doing this for the people. I do this for me. You're doing this for the people in 500 years. I listen to every episode that we post except for maybe... So, so future Danica is going to listen to that and go, Haha, good one, past Danica. Yes. And then you'll be like, yeah. High five. And you'll high five yourself. <laughs> Great. Okay. <laughs> there you go. There's the high five for past Danica. Past Danica, if you're receiving that high five, know that it was uh, only for you and no one else will understand future, that reference. Future Danica. No, you're, I'm talking to past Danica right now. Oh, because I'm receiving the high five from the yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. The one who's listening back to this. I pinched her butt. Did you? As well. Ooh, was it was it nice and elevated? Was she wearing yeah. polyester tights? Yeah, but it was hanging a little bit because she, she likes didn't, it like she that. She didn't pull it. She, she didn't pull it up a all the way. Hang. She's not a camel. Yeah, she's not a camel. <laughs> <laughs> hang on a second. Why is it called camel toe? Camels have uh, this kind of toe. Ah. Oh, For reference, she, everybody at home who's not she's watching, making the, watching the video on YouTube, our million subscribers YouTube channel, I'm making the Spock sign. Spock sign from Star Trek. I don't know what that is, but I've seen Big Bang Theory. The live long and prosper sign. So wait, camels have toes like that. And for some reason we've gone, hey, that vagina (laughs) looks looks exactly like like that camel's toe. (laughs) Who was the first one to say that? Good And and, and high five to that person. Would you mind doing the honors of that high five, please? Yeah. Oh, that was weak. It's okay. Look, it's... It's a weak analogy. It's Yeah, it's... 
Yeah. He got what he deserved. <laughs> a mediocre guy <high> five <laughs> yeah. for the guy who invented the camel toe. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> now, you said you had a really obscure question for me as well, didn't you? Yes. You did have one, a really obscure one that you've been pondering for quite a while and you're just bursting at the seams to get it out. Yeah. What's that question? Everyone's dying to know. I know past Danica, sorry, future Danica who's listening to this. Future Danica who's listening to past Danica think of that question right now is actually wondering why she's not saying that question as we speak. Okay. Do you have a connection to your, do you believe you have a connection to your past lives? And do you have any past life in particular that feels like was real for you or significant for you? This is an obscure question. So good job. You nailed the description. Uh, I, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's peculiar because I don't feel like my past lives came from planet Earth. And so when I think of experiences I've had that remind me of past lives or things that possibly could have come from past lives, let's say, I don't see them as being earthly. So it's very hard to have a frame of reference it just felt cosmic. It felt not nothing specific, but except for it was quite cosmic. Yes, uh, I wrote I wrote about this in a story of mine, um, which I submitted for an assignment at Berkeley. Um, he failed. I didn't fail. I got an A. But ultimately, the the point of the story was it was it was a specific vision that I had, and it led me to pretty much a version of another planet, which had humanoid beings on it, and the sky was pink. And it was sand and sand on the floor and kind of a bunch of people were around, but not people, not human beings, but bipedal beings. So when you say, do I have a connection to another life? I do feel a connection to this place and in a way that is ineffable, completely ineffable. When I was visiting this place, it was more, it meant more to me than just, hey, I'm totally imagining this right now. It meant like it was of the nature of, oh my God, this feels like home. Holy shit, this feels like home. Mm. Why do I have the feeling of home when I come here? Mm. And that's the connection I have with that place. I had an interesting experience in my vision at this place. And uh, ultimately, um, it seemed to be way smaller. It seemed that the population was much smaller. The planet, I couldn't tell you how big the planet was, but it definitely was a planet with a pink sky, had its own bodies of water. Um, I was walking on the sandy part of the planet and people were just very connected. And there was this undoubtable knowing of God and a connection to something greater, which people were in harmony about. And that was quite beautiful. Mm -hmm. I think earth is a very different experience to that. Mm -hmm. It's third dimensional reality, which implies polarity, right? So everything has to have an opposite. Yeah. So yeah, that's my sort of, only perspective but how about you i love that and i just want to speak to a few things on that because i really see and feel that for you and in you and i've got a few friends who also feel tapped into non-earth based past lives like really galactic and cosmic and alien um in the more traditional sense of the word um and I really feel that for each of them. I'm like, yeah, you guys, you guys are little aliens, 100%. Um, and it makes me think about where kind of people's essences, spirits, souls, whatever, choose to spend a lot of time, right? I, I reckon, let's say we've all, there are heaps of people 
on earth who have lived a thousand lives before. You probably lived all of them on a distant planet or you just had one really <laughs> long significant life on a distant planet and that's your home base. Whereas like other, other person may have lived 10,000 lives, but they did it all in like a 200 year period of modern modern reality or I don't know yeah it's an interesting discussion but yeah but for for me I feel like in the similar way that you're describing where like a certain environment just feels like home to you and to you it's like that alien kind of otherworldly environment for me um I I feel like I had some significant time in the jungle in like one specific past life or many um, and I, and I've had a weird moment of having a similar vision of me and a close friend and sister of mine, um, in the jungle many, 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 many years ago. And we, and I didn't like, I shared that with her and she was having the same vision from her perspective at the same time. That's pretty damn cool. So we were both seeing me and her, um, overlooking a big forest and I was older and she was much younger um, and like masculine energy. So you were the Gandalf. I was like the I was like the wrinkly. Uh, I don't know. I, f- I felt like a pyramid dweller. I don't know what I was doing there. What, but I was like a little pyramid medicine man. Like yes. Yeah, What's a pyramid dweller? Big stone pyramid overlooking the jungle, and I had like a, my my apprentice um, thing with me, but we were like soul bonded. And I don't know. Anyway, it's, it's, total, cool. it's totally, it's totally, but that, that, that was a moment I've had where we looked at each other and we were like, that felt real. Nice. Um, but yeah, it just makes me think it's cool about, that you both had that. Yeah. That's what, that's what gives me that feeling of certainty because there are other things, but it's like, who knows? Um, but yeah, the jungle feels like that to me, but I also feel like I, I don't think I've ever spent time on like an alien planet like you have. But I do feel like I've, I have a very strong connection to the space outside of this dimension of reality. Yeah. Like some sort of like a weaving um, dimension feels like home to me. Like the beings who keep third dimensional reality together. They talk about this in the law of one, which is why I'm so dying for you to read this book. I need to read all five books. Do they have it on audible? No, no, no. Fuck no, dude. This is the most obscure book you'll ever find. You can, you, there's pretty much no hard copies available. Mm. There's a podcast called the law of one material where someone reads the book live on air. That's even better, but they do their own, uh, interpretation of the book uh, while it's happening. Yeah, I'd recommend just going to the source, reading it yourself, having your own interpretation, re- literally reading it as because the whole book's written as question, answer, question, mm. answer, question, answer. But anyway, so they do talk about those beings, and when because you've mentioned that to me in the past, yeah. and when I call them the wizards, the wizards of space time. No, it's not the wizards of time. Can we say it together? No, it is. It's not the wizards of because time, time implies space. The wizards of time is a separate. It thing. doesn't sound as cool if you just said the wizards of space time. I'm sorry. You got like I said at the beginning of the episode has to have a catchy title. It's all about the acronym. Sorry, guys. Wizards of time is like what? The wizards of time. But wizards of space time is like wust, and it sounds like Worcestershire, and no one is. How about what's like what's up? Wizards of time space. Nah, because what is not as impactful as what or what? You know <laughs> what I mean? True. Wizards of Time is just, yeah, it's, the it's ultimate, iconic. It's the ultimate name. And it's so you have a name. direct connection to the Wizards of Time, as we all do, but you have Can one Can you put that's... like an echo effect on my voice? The w- 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 Wizards it's of Time. 
let it be known that I totally put an echo effect on Danica's voice it in that moment. as sick as it I thought it would. It great. Yeah. I totally went into the episode, paused it, cropped out the audio file, <laughs> popped it onto a new channel and put a delay on it and then went back to the original audio channel and allowed you to continue listening to Danica as she thinks that she was completely echoed. If I knew how to do that, I'd do it myself. It's pretty fucking easy. You could do it in a You minute. could probably do it in the time that you took to describe how to do oh, it. Oh, less. <laughs> anyway, so the... That's because Jesse is a wizard of time. You don't know how delay works. Do you? I know. Like, wizard, wizard, wizard. Of, of, of time, 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 time. Okay, fine. It kind of repeats the word. That's because Jesse's the wizard quieter. of time. I don't know. I play music, man. That's what we know. We know, we know these things. What's the difference between musician and wizard of time? Good question. What's the difference between Titibasana and Astavakrasana? <laughs> no, seriously. Tell, tell, the, tell the listeners. They really want to know. Um, they're two different arm balances. And what's the difference, though? You don't answer my question properly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right, all right. I got to fill you in what just happened. Danica <laughs> looks at me, puts her hand in front of the mic and goes, Jesse, which one is Astavacrasana? <laughs> because here's the thing. Okay, it's only your leg kind of out and your other leg this way and like legs like that way and like you're kind of like on your splits? side. I don't, it kind of looks like flying splits. And then Titibasana is, is the one where like you're on a backpack. Oh no, that's like a part of... Yeah, look, here's the thing. Here's the thing. People in the yoga community would be shocked and appalled that I don't know the Sanskrit name for that posture. But let me tell you right now, okay? I don't care. I'll get you into it perfectly. I'll get you out of it. Um, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll call it by its English name and I'll teach the rest of the class in English and I'll go, go on about my business. You should because, be ashamed of yourself. Because I'll learn everything to do with it physically and I'll forget the name. Because I don't speak that language. I speak a version of that language, Hindi. Um, but I, so I can understand some of the Sanskrit. But the ones that I don't understand, I just haven't remembered a whole lot of them. And that's because Danica is a wizard, 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 wizard <laughs> of, of, of space. Space, 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 space. <laughs> wizard of space. That's what you do, I, man. You know what? You're a I, I am space. a wizard of space and you're a wizard of time. Should we change the title? Of our podcast. Can we? Yeah. If we contact Libsyn and be like, guys, we've had an epiphany. We, we need to contact we really them directly. Have to change. Get their number. We really have to change our podcast title. They'll be like, guys, you have six listeners. No one gives a <laughs> no fuck one what gives you a do. Flying fuck. <laughs> Please. And half of those listeners are your girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> it's not six Listening separate back to listeners. High five it's six plays on the episode. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> we actually don't know how many listeners we do have, but we do know how many plays we get. And we do thank you for all five of those. I mean... All 500 of those. Actually, let's leave them guessing. All 5,000 of those. Which one is true? <laughs> if you've been keeping up with our <laughs> podcast, you'll know exactly which one that is. But we're not going to say it because we'd like to keep mystery. I don't know which. I don't know what the answer is. Neither do you know about your arm balances. So look, if you're not going <laughs> to learn the Sanskrit, don't teach yoga, okay? Guys, I'm resigning as a yoga. You anyway. have to resign it's at this real. point. It's uh, All my students, you've been amazing. I, I believe you can do it, but... I, I couldn't. I, couldn't I, I have to contact the entire yoga community. If you know any Facebook groups that I could share this to. And literally just you and every other yoga teacher who doesn't know the Sanskrit, do you realize that you're ruining yoga for everyone? We should be burned at the stake. At the stake, dude. Because if you don't say something in a language that no one understands for the sake of having them know what that is and also them forgetting it a minute later, 
how are they supposed to know that you're fancier than them and better than them and more, what's the word? Um, like, like you have more depth and cosmic understanding than they do. Because when you say things in Sanskrit, uh, instead of saying them in English, you sort of imply those things. Yeah, and, and, and by having this sort of advanced standing on the practice by knowing the Sanskrit terms, you don't even need to understand the anatomy and physiology. And that's why, in or fact, yoga most, most yoga teachers don't understand the anatomy and physiology. They and don't. that's why instead of cueing a student into crow pose, they can just say bakasana instead. Yes. And what I, yeah. And, and you know, what I'm doing is just virtually why useless. Would you, why, why would you would need I, anatomy and physiology? Why would I explain it to... in a way that helps people achieve what they've never achieved before? If I could just tell them Bacassana. to get there on their own. Yeah. And then they'll and they should it. know because they should be good enough students who have memorized the Sanskrit. Because that's really what it's all about in that room. It's only about memorizing Sanskrit. Now, yeah. Sanskrit's a beautiful language. Yeah. But if you don't know it, you have no business doing yoga. And you should probably. And Jesse knows it's a beautiful language. Because he can hear it. He can't understand it. I can hear but it. he can hear it. I can hear it. And I'm, he's assuming that it's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, they could be saying words that are vile and awful and mean. They could be violently insulting us. But the demeanor in which would they speak it, it's honorable. Yeah. You know, I love yoga. But I love yoga. Jesse's <laughs> <laughs> Jesse's is, is fondly thinking of yoga um, because it's been a while since he's he's done it. So he's reminiscing about the good old days when he could actually move yeah, um, the, before he decided to. Um, you can say it <laughs> late on a Sunday night while he was very <laughs> wearing very few clothes and it was quite freezing because it's dead winter here in Sydney and I live in an ice palace. He was doing these flamboyant kicks in the kitchen um, and strange dips using the kitchen island bench and then normal bench um and he was like dipping and then kicking and then dipping and then kicking with the other leg and uh he woke up the next morning in screaming agony and it turns out he uh tore a hamstring that is true so oh, he that's is... true. i'm currently squabbling on the floor if you've heard the squabbling in this episode <laughs> all the moving all the whooshing of pillows that's me unable to sit on my butt uh which has made life really difficult but i'm sure it'll be better soon and i'll be able to go to yoga classes and not understand the sanskrit but but stretch those hamstrings that, are, yeah. that were just torn. You got to stretch them out. Stretch them because yoga is entirely about spend stretching. Most of you got to spend at least ten minutes of practice just passively stretching your hamstrings. Yeah. Because otherwise, how will they get long? Yoga is just—I mean, it translates loosely translates to the word stretching. It actually loosely translates to loosely. Loosely. Yeah. Which is just why you flaccid, stretch. flaccidly flail around and stretch heaps. It's all about stretching. I mean, the physical aesthetic of a yogi is typically someone who looks like a beanbag. <laughs> So that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to acquire our inner beanbag because why? Beanbags are adaptable. They will mold to any shape you put on them. And that's why yoga... Actually, yoga actually literally translates to union. And if you think about what a beanbag is, it's, it's a million that becomes one. They all work in synergy together, those little beans, to create one greater being oh, that then supports other beings. Yeah, so the union thing makes sense. Um, I've always known that about yoga, but I didn't think the beanbag would apply and I was being facetious, but you made it fit, dude. I did make you it, made it fit. fit. You know because what? I'm a good you know yoga what? teacher. You know what? You brought you, it full circle. In... I'm not resigning. I'm back on the yes, force. Precisely what Your I was going to say. Your girl's a yogi. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to uncontact all those Facebook groups <laughs> and let them know that you are entitled to teach yoga um, because you understand that yoga really isn't a metaphor for beanbags. 
Speaking of beanbags, what happened to those? They just came into the 2000s. They were around. There was that beanbag store that was around for a while. And then... At Fox Studios, before you went to a concert, you go lie on the giant beanbag. What was bag. that called? Love bag or something? Uh, something like that. Love hut? Don't know. It was love something. Love bag? Did I say that one already? Love bag? I don't know. I don't <laughs> think you did. Oh, love bag. Yeah, you did. You did. Yeah. <laughs> you would go to Fox Studios, yeah. which is a place in Sydney. And they have all these different things to do, but you'd go there and you'd lie on the fucking beanbags like a fat shit. And then you'd go to the movies and, and sit down there. Well, you went to the movies because you lived out that way, but I would only ever go to Fox Studios if I was going to a, like a metal concert. I went to a What's the venue concerts. at the... Horton Pavilion. That's the Horton Pavilion? That's it's at Fox Studios, yeah. Oh, yeah Which is now me. known as the Entertainment so Quarter. So shows at the Horton Pavilion. You know what? If you're going to buy a place called Fox Studios and you're going to own the whole land... Why would you change the name to the Entertainment, <laughs> entertainment Quarter? Why would you give it a, dr- a, a marginally shitter name? That's a much shitter name. It's the government-based official name. From Fox Studios to the, the Entertainment Quarter. Oh, my God. It sounds like the place you don't go to be entertained. Yeah, it's true. It sounds like that whole place got a downgrade with the title. Yeah. What are some other things that have had their name changed and have become drastically shitter as a result? See, it's all about the name. People don't care what things are. They care about what things are called. I don't know things that have gotten their names changed. Hmm. Parts from celebrities. <laughs> wow. That'll get you cancelled. You're talking about people who have changed their genders? No, names. Like celebrities, they make stage names. Oh, like Bruno Mars. But you mean his name's not really Bruno Mars? I don't know about Bruno Mars. You know because his name's his Carlos fan. something actually, and uh, see, I told you he does. He's his biggest yeah. fan, Carlos do, something. Look, I gotta say, Bruno Mars is one of the only few modern pop artists. Let's let's should let's, we circumvent this entire rant? Stop, we can yeah. skip. No, no, no. I don't I, want to talk about. I'm happy to skip Bruno this, Mars, yeah. but I'll at least finish one sentence. Okay, fine. He is writing music with elements of 80s and 90s influence, which is actually incredibly impactful and beautiful. It's cheesy, the lyrics, but ultimately the music's really good. It's real music, right? Like it's... It gets you moving, gets man. You moving. It's, it's not instruments necessarily... Yeah. And they're doing funky things in dance. synergy. You can feel it in your body. Body. Did, uh, did Sanskrit turn into Hindi? Yeah, it's the roots. It's the origins of Hindi. Because there are some things I understand. Like what? Like... Why don't you show everyone your yoga knowledge? Like Ada. Ada, that means Ada halfway. Chapasana. Chapal is... We call Chapal slippers. And Ada is half. Yes. Chandra, Chand is moon. So it's like half moon and then you grab your foot because... Chapel is of the shoe. I don't, I don't speak. I don't even speak Hindi. I speak a subset of Hindi, so I'm like three, like three, three versions away. of Hindi down the line. <laughs> <laughs> but I kind of understand that one. Um, it's cool how you can break it down to its roots like that, though. Yeah, and like Urdhva, I think like Urdhva, Tanurasana, like upside down. Um, oh no, lifted. Yeah, lifted. Because Uta, we say. Anyway, this this is completely irrelevant, and nobody speaks. My language that listens, and if you do, that's cool. Shout out to the Findians. Um, um, uh, uh, me again? Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> how many of you are there besides you? I don't have a cultural community that supports me. What am I talking about? Yeah, dude. They, they don't want to see me succeed. They don't give a shit about what I'm doing. They're like, oh, she's a failure. Yeah. She's, she's got tattoos all over her body. She has tattoos and she has a podcast. She doesn't work nine to five. She has she's no, a failure. She's she, not married yet. And she's... Yeah. <laughs> It's funny how the older generation sees 
the prospect of marriage and kids and a nine to five job as having value giving you or like value. Yeah. yeah. That provides them value and success. Like, yeah. oh, she's on a good path. She's got a nine to she's five. She's going to be like everybody else. She she's on a good path. 40 hours a week. She hates herself and her life and everyone around her. And um, she's, what else is she? It makes him comfortable though. Cause it's like, you have to hate your life like I do. That's what it is, isn't it? That's I, I saw it in an auntie very recently. Really? So I really saw it and felt it. So in they're her. ashamed of you liking your life because they're just they... not comfortable with it. They're just not. They're like, this can't be sustainable. What this? This doesn't make any sense. And you can't sustain yourself on this. And you'll never make it. You'll never be able to support your family doing just what you love. Do no, they actually say to. this? No, but you can but... see it in their eyes. You can hear it in their voice. And what do their eyes look their like? Their fear. Don't do the <laughs> eyes. Just uh. <laughs> Geez, those were some weird eyes. She was just <laughs> describing a lady who was looking at her own death. Not describing, but you know, showing me the face of someone. Why don't you why don't you describe the eyes? No, don't stop making faces. It's you not helping. You can't describe the look in someone's eyes. Yes, you absolutely can. It was a combination of concern in her voice and dismissal of oh yeah, no, I'm not working nine to five, but I'm doing this instead. And um a little bit of like, like, yeah, like disappointment. And then like, she, oh, she doesn't get it yet. She just doesn't understand. And she thinks you're lost. As she she thinks I'm you. lost and confused, yeah, but okay, she's also like very unhappy and overworked and extremely tired and should have retired by now, but it's just never, yeah, never going to do it. And the elements of life have toughened her up. And if she sees someone actually doing something they enjoy and not suffering, she's like, wait, what's wrong with that? It's like her, her dreams have been crushed. And she's like, oh, darling, don't follow your dreams. They'll only be crushed in time. Oh, that's an interesting one. Why do you think people who have their dreams crushed want you to have your dreams crushed? Isn't that weird? Isn't that really weird? It's like if someone slapped me in the face and I lost mm-hmm. a tooth, do you think I'd walk around and be like, oh, you, you should be slapped in the face and you should lose a tooth? Isn't that sick? It's no, I think it comes from the hurt people, hurt people thing. Where yeah, it's just oh, yeah, people are that. caught in generational cycles of trauma where it's so deeply ingrained and it's so uncomfortable to go against the grain. But then hang on a sec. What about the quote of, I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy? That takes awareness. So you're saying it comes from unawareness? Yeah, and you know. I don't talking- think it does. I've, I've heard unaware people genuinely say that they don't wish something well, like ill that happened to stubborn, them on someone else. Stubborn, traditional. You could also see it as stubborn, traditional, like very tied to a certain way of being, certain culture, or just like really comfortable the way they are. Isn't it know? also quite illogical though? Because if no one had their dreams come true, that same person who's looking down on you wouldn't have an iPhone or a fucking car or a Netflix account with a million people who had their dreams come true on there. There's so many things that resulted from people's dreams coming true that actually influenced their lives directly. And why would they try and shut down your dreams? It's actually of disservice to the world. Yeah, they don't see it like that. How, how they're do you think they're seeing on it? The, I don't think they're reflecting on the process. I think it's a subconscious thing. Sub- oh, so they're more just like subconsciously... And they're operating from that. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. That that, like monotonous, habitual pattern, deeply ingrained space. Because they can't escape suffering. So suffering is all they see. They're stuck in a groove. They're stuck in a groove. That's why I just think, yeah, it comes from that space. Well, do share your wisdom and insight. I'd like to hear it. Oh, no, that was not to do with the podcast. That was like a, after the podcast, I'll tell you this one thing. It's none of their business. It was none of, it's none of, listeners, it's none of your business you're talking to yourself 
past yeah. <laughs> future Dan. <laughs> that was a weak high five because uh, it was a weak thing to high five. Look, I was you, just mean you, to myself and I'm sorry. I'm sorry, girl. I'm sorry. You and past Danica and future Danica know that most of your high fives are weak high fives. So just That's true. My arms are very gangly and uncoordinated and they don't really land where I want them to land. I can't even bring them together the right way because they just both want to do different. Th- they both. It's like having two different arms on one body. I mean, like we all have t- t- two different. We all have like two, two different, different arms, arms on one know. body, predominantly. Yeah, I think everyone knows what that's. I think mean, people can generally relate to that. Yeah. What they can't relate to is why you hate huntsman spiders so much, and this does have to do with your arms. So why don't you go ahead and tell them? Yeah, I mean, look, I I, I had it because this is a lifelong fear of mine, and I'd say like probably my number one fear. Irrational. Irrational. Yeah, that's that's the thing I always say. It's my it's my only irrational fear. I don't think I have many irrational fears. Danica's not scared of anything else in nature. She walked up to a red-bellied black snake and is like face to face with it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just yeah, yeah, nature like I'm not afraid of the concept of a shark biting me and eating me when I swim in the ocean. I'm not scared of a red wax spider sting or a black bear mauling me to death. Though I have like a healthy understanding that that could happen. So I need to be careful. Like, I, but it's not like a fear, but huntsman spiders really incite fear in me. And it, it was like, people always ask me, why, why, what is it about them? And I'm like, cause other spiders are okay. I'm not fully comfortable with them. And huntsmen's won't kill you. Huntsmen's won't kill me. But this is the thing. Like they're just, their bodies are so flat. And their legs are just so long and thin. It, it just makes me feel something even saying it. And like hairy. And I had an epiphany a few years ago. That's exactly how I describe myself. I'm like a flat, a small flat body. Long, unnaturally long limbs just spindling out, like jutting out from the sides. Really hairy, like long straight hairs, brown and soft and fuzzy, hairy, flat, long... And they can just like flatten themselves out. You know, I've seen this photo of like, there's like a clock, like one of those old school, like white plastic analog clocks. And you can just see little like stripes poking out from behind it. And then someone like the next photo is someone's moved it aside. And it's just like a huntsman that had flattened itself behind the clock. Behind the clock. And that just, my heart just (laughs) did a thing. My whole body crawls. It really, and Jesse's got a theory as to why this is. And you're not the only person I've heard this theory from. Actually, one of my other friends who I also say is a cosmic alien being has given me the same advice so do you want to share what your theory is because i don't have any rational other than it just looks and feels like me a little bit (laughs) okay i have a couple of theories but i'm gonna go with the one i think you're saying i think you're saying that the huntsman spider is you oh that's not the one i'm talking about but that was what i was implying before you're talking about the cosmic spider wars i'm talking about the cosmic spider wars of course right how could i forget obviously Obviously. jesus I love the deep, dark corners of the internet that tickle your mind in fanciful ways. And uh, upon my many musings online, I find mythical sub-quests or sub-journeys that result in humankind today. And one of the sub-stories I found that are in the humanoid past... Um, and I like all different, I, I like these things, not necessarily because I believe them, but I like them because they just, they tickle that part of your mind where even if you indulge it for a moment, it opens your mind in a, in a, in a way and it just makes the mystery of life seem more exciting. But ultimately there was this beautiful cosmic story of a spider like race that had a war with humanoid beings. And there are people who believe that 
if you have that irrational fear of spiders, that you may have been a part of the intergalactic spider wars. And to add to that, there is a movie called Eight-Legged Freaks, which really rubbed people up the wrong way, which they believe was a direct channeling of something similar to do with that spider wars. Yeah. Anyway, Look, I know people really resonate with that being like a truth of their past lives. So and I'm, I'm I, not. I'm, I can't discredit. I it. can't discredit it either. Um, I just think I brought it full circle, and, and and I really might be onto something here because the other flip side of that perspective is that it just reminds me of myself, and it's some like deeply seated, you know, uh, dis comfort of myself what if because i think a lot of the time it's suggested to me like you, you were like the humanoid beings that were fighting the spiders in that war what if i was one of the fucking spiders that'd make more sense actually and that's why i kind of feel and you that knew you feeling were... that repulsion but it also reminds me of myself maybe you the spiders were like the nazis and that's why you're repulsed by, by them and that's they're... why i have that kind of feeling of like I had something to do with that Nazi period of time, though I really don't feel like I was. I don't know. No, like, I think I think I think it was maybe the spiders were like, everyone has to be a spider, and if they're not, we will exterminate them. And so it was the same yeah. Nazi ideology, yeah, but in a hairier, much more limbed body. And that's why I've ended up with you as well, and you love me unconditionally anyway. Yeah, I do. You and all your gangliness and hairiness and flatness, and maybe you were one of the humanoid beings. No, you would have, you would have a thing with spiders. No, I don't, and I don't have. Maybe you, you were one of the humanoid beings, and you fell in love with the spider and you guys had like a you guys you mean us yeah we had like a, <laughs> it was me and you and we had like this <laughs> secret romance and then once they find out about us in the end I had to um, I had to kill you because I had to because otherwise they would Romeo and Juliet re- except you didn't kill yourself you had to kill me I don't know what Romeo to... I don't know the story of Romeo and Juliet you don't know the story of Romeo and Juliet I don't Juliet? know and I don't care uh, I don't really remember it to be honest because but I was one of the and... spiders in the, in the spider military so you, you were and we caught... fell in love and then they were like hey what are you doing you choose it's us or if you choose her, we're going to kill her because you were the woman and I was the man spider. Uh, why? Why were you the man? That is not being. true. Obviously. No, no. Obviously. No, a man spider would not have the softness within him to date a female woman. Of course, it was the female spider that was lured by the man, the human's charm. Sure. Do you not have a storytelling This is what he also body? tells himself in this relationship. This is what I know about this relationship. I, I am the charming masculine. <laughs> and I am the, the woman the, the spider. spider. <laughs> <laughs> so let it be known, January 31st, National Intergalactic Spider uh, Mem- Memorial Day. <laughs> yeah. Or Awareness Day. Awareness Day. Uh, because, because that's what we need at this point. Hopefully one day with the intention of becoming a Memorial Day. Yes. Because of all the wars that we celebrate, or not, not celebrate, but We do fucking celebrate that we have parades every year for the fucking wars that we must never forget, but only those wars, not every other war. Yeah, what about the, what about the ones that killed entire races of people? Yeah. What about the ones that didn't involve humans? But you know what? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> humans have always been the center of the universe, so yeah. why would we commemorate anything else? Why would we even acknowledge anything else? And that's why the government's probably keeping all that shit from us is because... Why? Why would they even acknowledge it? That's just a whole can of worms and spiders and all kinds of things that they don't want to open up because it will question their authority. I got another rapid fire question for you. You're you're a rapid fire questions kind of gal, aren't you? Yeah. Okay, fire away. I'm a questions kid. So if if somebody right now came and knocked knocked on your door and said, can I speak to Mr. Jesse Turner? He said, yes, this is he. 
Um, so I, I we, wouldn't say this is he, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> it's very polite. I definitely wouldn't say that, but please continue. I will indulge that, but Quite I would proper. never say, just for the record, let it be known. <laughs> jot that down. I would never say this is he. And then they say... Um, you cannot speak in Spider Wars? Is that where you're going with no, this? No, like... No, this is a separate question. This is a new question now. <laughs> and the guy and the guy said to you, um, you know, you've been digging in the right corners of the internet and we understand that you are ready, um, but you have to leave right now. We are going to take you um, and show you exactly what exists on Antarctica. Um, we're going to take you right now. You're not allowed to ask any questions, but you will find out the truth. Would you go? My first question is... You don't get to ask questions. But what would you ask if you if you if, if I had a did? question, I'd say when would I be back? Can't answer that question. Um, Sir, please control yourself and your butthole. They couldn't hear the thought, but thanks for bringing attention to it, Danny. That's awesome. You're welcome. Um, Acknowledgement. So national day. Here's the question: Knowing the truth of something that is far greater than your understanding or our understanding or living my regular life. This is, this is, you're just describing the matrix. That's what you're doing. I've not seen the matrix. You're saying, Jesse. I've not seen the matrix. So let let it be known that this was a Dunning Caprasad original. Oh yeah. You're like, whatever I call myself. You think you're the Wachowski brothers now. Um, I don't know who those people are. They're actually females now. I should say sisters. They both got sex changes. But anyway, that's a true story. That's a true story. They wrote the matrix. They were the and now they're fem- yeah they had yeah, um the, you can Google this. Reality is as fickle as they made it out. But to be. I think according to what I've gotten off the plot line over the years, but I also about reality not quite being. I just reality. made all that up, so you believed it. Oh yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen the Matrix, and I don't know who wrote it. But so. also, what I said before about the Wachowski brothers is true. Oh, then okay. they did have sex changes. But I also made that. I'm just kidding. That's true. Ultimately, <laughs> would I rather? Stay in my hyper-ignorance. You know what? That's a dumb question. <laughs> you know why? Because if I already know that they've, they've, they've gone and said, hey, you've been digging in the right corners, would you like to know the truth? Or would you like to come with us? Well, they've already, they've already revealed their hand, haven't they? They've already said what you know is true. So I can stay here and know the truth or I can go there and see it with my own eyes. Guess what? I'd fucking stay here and know the truth. What am I going to do in Antarctica? You got very riled up about that, but I'll take that as a no. I won't because go. it was a, it was a, yeah, I wouldn't go. Would you go? No, I don't care about that stuff. That was a, that was a question for you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> You'll be like, what the fuck are you doing in my house? Get Your the hell intel out of was wrong. And I only read like two posts on that. So you should really find someone more worthy. Check out my, my, my boyfriend, my man, spider. <laughs> my man's <laughs> Look, I don't really connect with spiders. I do think that they want to be left alone. And I do think that some spiders, especially in Australia, will kill you with one bite. And those are the ones I typically, they give me the heebie-jeebies a bit when I'm near them. One day I was um, turning over a bird bath in my backyard and there was a funnel web there. I didn't even know funnel webs existed in um, like Little Bay where I was living. But I swear I Googled it and I was like, fuck, that was a funnel web. Holy crap. The most deadly spider in the world was just like, and it was very shy. It wasn't, they don't attack you. They're like, oh no, he's revealed himself to me. Maybe, maybe if I stay still, he's not going to step on me. But fuck man, that thing will kill you in 10 minutes. Do you know one of my favorite things about nature is that if you give it 
a little, whatever it is, you give it a meter by a meter, a hectare by a hectare, or even a fucking 10 centimeters by 10 centimeters, it will get wild. If you just leave it alone, but let it be there, it will get wild. So whether it's the space behind your bird bath, whether it's the little park down the road, that little reserve down the road, whether it's someone's front yard, if you just let it be, it gets thicker and there's like more and more things living in there and it just gets real. And so like in Australia, yeah, it's like if those, if that's the habitat, generally speaking of a venomous creature, then it'll pop up in your backyard because those are the little nooks and crannies that you don't touch because nature just gets wild. So is that kind of why people worship the goddess Kali? Because Kali represents uh, chaos energy and nature is sort of on that trajectory of chaos, right? Everything is always getting wild. Yeah, I'd, that, say, I'd that... say that was part of, yeah, I'd say that's definitely embodied in her energy. Though I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sound like a really bad yogi and Hindu now. You've already done that. I clearly don't know a lot about my culture. <laughs> You've done that already, but, but go ahead and I do it again. I don't speak to the energy of like Kali because um, I don't, yeah, I don't know a lot about the gods and the goddesses. Culturally ignorant. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to come with me and know the truth about all of these things? The god, the goddess? No, the I will goddess? take you with me. Mm-hmm. I'm the man in the suit in this hypothetical. You, and you can know about all the gods and goddesses and you have to come with me. Um, all but, of them like in the world? Because there's a lot of gods and goddesses. Yes, all of them. No. Do you want to know the I truth mean, of... Or, 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 or it's a vague sit, question. Do you want to know the truth of all the gods and goddesses? Or do you want to sit here on your... Fat fucking ass, watch Mythic Quest and, and eat potatoes. And eat, no, I will be eating crunchy nut clusters and I would rather be doing that. You know why? Because I'm here in this time, in this lifetime to be fucking comfortable fat. and fat and <laughs> to indulge in pleasures, to get visceral with it, to like rub the mango all over my face. That's kind of how you eat it, but yeah, right? Yeah, like that's <laughs> what this lifetime is about for me. It's not about it being transcendent. It's about it being fucking good, about it feeling good and tasting good and sounding good, smelling good. So I'm just going to enjoy that and I'll learn about the gods and goddesses when I cock it in a relatively short period of time in the grand scheme of Hopefully things. Hopefully not too short, though. Not too short. I mean, the human <laughs> lifetime, I'm going to live a long and full and rich life and I'm going to be doing backflips at 90. You know why? Because I don't give a shit what you say. I'm going to be the best damn yogi that I can be. Look, I agree with all that, but there's one big problem with all that. I do backflips every single day of my life. Not the, not the backflips. Stop high-fiving yourself. <laughs> I'm talking about the crunchy nut clusters. Now, you know there is an expiration date on those. You know they're already out of stock. You know that they are currently going for $120 plus per box on I'm manifesting eBay. clusters left, crunchy right, and center, clusters. Bitch. I'm manifesting clusters left, right, and center. And you know what? I shouldn't have told the, pod, the, the listeners because there's thousands now and they're thousands gonna go of buy all the Now clusters. they're going to flock the shelves. Why don't, you, why don't you ask all listeners, including future Danica, yeah. to go out and buy you some Crunchy Nut Clusters yeah. and ship it to you at Subscribe to my uh, Patreon. Uh, Patreon. C- clusters and the Fund. Cluster Fund. Is Kickstarter. Pa- the, uh, what's the it's thing? It's going to be a clusterfuck. Nice. Okay, that high five was deserved. There you go. Thank you. You're entitled to some high fives. But you're not entitled to clusters. Just make it be known that, that you're not going to have them for very much longer. Look, um, what I'm would you replace them clusters with? Left, right, and center is what I said to you. Why don't you just buy Crunchy Nut and make them yourself? Because I like clusters the way they are. 
So make them. But you can they're make always going to be a little bit different. I don't care if they're half a percent different. I want them the way that they are. I want my clusters to be the way that they are. Poisonous. Right now. <laughs> Poisonous. With questionable with, with all the ingredients that I would never use. With inflammatory real, oils. I would and never even own those ingredients, let alone use them to nourish my body. But if somebody else uses them. You'll happily ingest I'll them. I'll happily ingest it. With the, completely, with the complete unawareness of what they do to your body or how they impact yeah, your metabolism. Because if I don't know, then I won't worry about it. Yeah, tell that to every diabetic. <laughs> Look, fun fact about diabetes. It's not actually caused by sugar. Did you know that? What causes diabetes, Danica? What would, what would a doctor tell you if they tell you you have diabetes? What would they say is wrong with you? I don't know. I don't have diabetes, and I don't. Well, you better get I learning. I don't spend much time talking to doctors. But you better get learning because you're going to have diabetes relatively soon. Okay, and <laughs> it I'm runs gonna... in my family on all sides. I'm uh, pretty sure. I'm going to call you Diabeto and roll you down the hill. Mom, can I have some clusters? No, Diabeto. Diabeto. Anyway, metabolic Diabeti? dysfunction. That's that makes more sense. Diabeta. 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 But it's diabetic, so diabetic. Yeah, but diabetic, beta, beta means darling. Betty. What does beta mean in your language? Beta, yeah, darling. Yeah, so diabetic darling. Beta is better. Now that's a YouTube channel for someone who's overweight but hilarious. Diabetic, diabetic darling. darling. And but she's charming as well. Diabeta, and she's Indian. And she's Indian? No. Oh, Indians have diabetes left, right, and center. She's probably statistically, she's probably Indian. <laughs> Probably, actually, yeah, because you guys have the biggest population, right? Is it China or is it India? I don't know. You, you should know this. Don't say things. you guys. Like, I come from mainland India. You do come from mainland At India. Five generations ago. The same way I come from Africa. <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> okay. Both my parents were born in Africa. Sure. Dude, Morocco is in Africa. Whatever you say. I'm not saying that. That's what <laughs> geography is saying. <laughs> you, you said it. I, didn't, I repeated it. Geography said it first. Sure. Yeah, it is sure. <laughs> Look, I'm not sure of it, but they seem to believe that. Yeah, you're totally right. All right. You want some cr- clusters? Sure. Okay, how about this? Guy walks in here right now. He's like, Danica, I can give you a lifetime. <laughs> you know where this is going. <laughs> I can give you a lifetime of clusters, but you have to ride on the back of this life-sized huntsman spider. Oh, no. no. It's legs. No, thank each, you. Each leg is four Say and a no half. More. Say no more. Shut the up, I'm talking. No. I need to paint a picture for them for real. <laughs> each leg is four and a half meters long. It has a back span of about a meter and a half. And guess what? There's about eight and a half thousand hairs on it. Some of them as long as your hand. And this creature is actually friendly. I almost think that would be less scary than a huntsman spider that was like a meter. It's also very flat. Long. It's very, very flat, flat for its size. Well, of course it is. It's a fucking huntsman spider. But I really, I don't know why. It's would just, you, would it's you a, ride it though? It's almost like the smallness of it, but how scary they are. It's like, how can you be that small, but be, but, be, but, but be that scary? Not everyone perceives them as being that scary, but to you, they're that scary. Anyway, I'm not t- I don't care about anybody else. I care about myself. You don't care about anybody else? No, and I never have, and I never will. <laughs> <laughs> right, put that on the record. Danica doesn't care about anybody else, and ne- nor does she have any intention to ever care. <laughs> and I don't even know what it means to care. So for all the clusters in the world, you wouldn't ride a fucking huntsman with a saddle. <laughs> you wouldn't ride Actually, this saddled kind of cool. huntsman for like <laughs> 10 minutes in... 
reward. If it was saddled, then sure. If it wasn't saddled, but you had to touch all the hairs. And I had to touch all the hairs. Like your legs are like riding along its body, like, like a horse without a saddle. And then you're touching all the huntsman's body and the hairs. I don't, yeah, I'd say no. I don't know. Probably not. I wouldn't do it. Not worth it. But, I like, you know why? Because normal crunchy nuts, pretty fucking good. Look, are you trying to, you trying to joke with me or yourself? Who are you kidding here? Because I know you know that clusters are astronomically tastier than... I, I'm a crunchy nut gal through and through. I like whatever they do. You're lying to yourself here. And that's okay because past Danica... It. Future Danica is going to listen I to this. I was a crunchy nut fan for years before clusters Until came. you discovered how I much better they could be. I was an OG crunchy nut fan. Until you discovered how much better they could be. No. And, you, and you never looked back. I stopped buying clusters for many years because I ate them so much that I had to go back to the OG. What other things did you eat so much of in your youth that you got sick of and had to actually take a break from? Um, I don't know. I'm kind of the person who, if I really love something, I could eat it literally every single day of my life. Same. I really, there's nothing that I get I sick of. I kind of do do that. I can think of, Sayo biscuits I've been eating since day one. Sayo biscuits are jam and butter dipped in milk tea. I've been drinking milk tea from every day. If you gave me some crustets, crustets with Nutella, I'd eat them. If you gave me some fairy bread, but I never ate a lot of fairy bread. But like, yeah, just like nothing that I got sick of, really. Mm-mm. Maybe. No, no, nothing. I'd say nothing. Have you ever had a vomit experience where you ate something and then every time, and then you spit it out, but then every time you think about eating that same thing in the future, it makes you feel nauseous? I don't get like, it makes me feel actually literally nauseous. I know a lot of people get that. I'm not a very vomity pers- person unless I drink. Then it, I am instantly vomity. Um, but takoyaki, because I got food poisoning on a plane one time after eating takoyaki at the airport in Japan. That would be like the worst thing to get food poisoning from. Yeah, and also Ew. the worst place to get food poisoning oh, on a plane. plane. Oh, but I was sitting next to two GPs. There was one next to me and one behind me. Are you serious? It's no, true story. So they took care of me the whole flight home. And um, one of the things... That's fucking amazing. One of the things that they got me to do, which is a hot tip for food poisoning, is drink ice water. Really? can't remember why, but it helped. Really? Yeah. That is a hot tip. Yeah. Dude, how... How the hell did you get that lucky? <laughs> fucking be within a meter of two GPs and have possibly, you know, food poisoning is one thing, but food poisoning from some kind of seafood uh, is, and I've had that a yeah, few times. It's exceptionally, I've uh, had that, it's just the worst because the, the, the taste of seafood as it comes back up with your bile is, I mean, you'd rather ride a, a four and a half meter huntsman <laughs> without a saddle than fucking eat that shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But for real, you really wouldn't ride the Huntsman for the, for like all the crunchy nut clusters you could imagine. I I like it's, ten minutes thing, for like, all the clusters on Earth. Four meters by four meters. Nah. No, 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 I didn't say four. It's four meters by like a meter and a half. Four meters by a meter and a half. Oh, sorry, four. Yeah, four meter legs. Because yeah, it's no, flat, no, look, right? It's I, not I, very there tall. There are many other amazing foods out there. I'm okay with removing just one of them because I'm like I just like so many different things. Chips, general. If you just said chips, full stop, I'd ride. I'd ride the damn thing. As in hot chips or packaged Ch- chips? Chips. Chips. If you just said chips, chips or the Huntsman Spider. Um, like it, it, yeah, How about like, milk tea or the Huntsman Spider? Uh, the Huntsman Spider, I'd have to ride him. How about roti or the Huntsman Spider? Uh, I'd, I'd go without the roti. Really? Yeah. How about, okay, last one. 
Laddu. Chickpea yeah, balls. Yeah, I, I would go. I would go with that. I'm not a big Laddu person, so yeah, no worries. Well, you look like one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's, uh, that's the worst joke of the day. Uh, you can cancel me for that one. Look, guys, the, my address is one eight hundred cancelme dot com. <laughs> <laughs> Please cancel me for my terrible uh, Indian dessert joke. And uh, my girlfriend is not overweight. She's in perfect shape. And, uh, I, and <laughs> just go that far. let it be known that uh, she is... How do you describe yourself, Danica? Flat. <laughs> Hairy, long limbs. Long limbs. Gangly, uncoordinated. And the, the proportions are just disturbingly off, but you can't quite put your finger on why. Spot on. <laughs> and we need to have a day that commemorates all people like you. Likes to likes to be alone, key to themselves, hide in the nooks and the crannies, um, relatively docile unless you bother it. And then um, you're describing a snake. And then, you know. <laughs> and then if and then it won't kill you if it attacks you, but it, it'll give you a nasty bite. You described a lot of animals. Spider. Ah, you really are a spider. All right. Well, um, in closing, would you like to say something in closing? Um, thank you so much. It's been real. Shout wanna, out to the homies, the boys, and the Do you want to thank Kellogg's girls. for their sponsor? K- Kellogg's, sponsor me, Crunchy Nut Cereal Forever. Dot com, hashtag. Crunchy Nut, Nut, bring it back. Clusters. Hashtag Crunchy Nut Awareness Day. <laughs> Hashtag crunchy nut forever. Dot com. Forward, forward slash, slash one three hundred. Crunchy nut is the best. JPEG Call me ASAP. Dot exe. At gmail.com. Full stop.